Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep it real. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. We are back after much deliberating <laughs> off camera. Well, on camera, but more deliberating shit talking and crypto yeah. check-ins with uh, yeah. Mina currently crushing it with nothing else to do but sit at home for 300 days. Uh, you better become a crypto master. But the whole team is back. And because we put out these episodes at random orders, I don't know if the last one we are all back as well, but we are back together <laughs> this time. I'm back. Uh, and we're even more around the countryside with Dan looking lovely, sunburnt, and extra ginger up in uh, the Goldie. Uh, old Ben is now, well, COVID negative, but on 14 days of lockdown because he thought he was potentially COVID positive. Yeah. And like we just said, Mina's just cashing in on the Mina coin. So, yes. Mina's like the last one you got to invest in yourself, boys. Yeah, Mina's trying to get all the boys right? on Mina. It's all about investment. But today, we're talking capacity, and we're talking capacity in terms of tissue and structural tolerance. So I brought this one in, so I'm going to lead it in as I like to do. So this could be, and I'm going to fully predispose, like pre-frame this, that this could just be a huge amount of bias, or maybe I see a very select subgroup in the office. It's true. But it has been something that I've noticed over, I would say, the last half decade that Obviously, within healthcare, there's been this huge move away from, you know, what we see on a scan having an indication towards people's tendency towards injury. So for a long time, people were treated basically off scans. It's like, you know, you have a degenerated vertebra, you must, you're going to have a problem. You know, you've got a disc bulge, you must have a problem. As we've gone through the research, we're seeing that to be a lot less causative, right? We know that people have this bulge is no issue. We know that people have quite high levels of degenerative change without pain. Great. What I've tended to see over the last half decade, though, is that may be the case. But if once that person gets a problem or gets in pain, if the tissue underneath has more degenerative change or more, you know, anatomical change, let's say, for the structure, it seems to have a reduced healing capacity and healing times seem to be quite extended compared to someone who doesn't have that level of say degenerative change which makes me wonder if perhaps coming back full circle what we've always looked at is obviously as preventative or maintenance care for people to try and maintain good structure whether we're now seeing that that sort of come around and realizing that it's more it's the true truth right like it's like yeah we need to prevent this because even though it may not be causative towards an injury, once you get it, it may become a prolong for you due to your reduced capacity. Yeah. 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 Thoughts. I, I'm, I'm massive on this. And this is why I refer so many people for regenerative medicine, PRP to the plate that plate the rich plasma injections, um, adipose stem cells, all the, all the stuff they do down at Peter Lewis's crew at Shaw cell in Melbourne. And he's got a few other clinics around Melbourne, but yeah, I 100% agree. As I spoke about before, looking pathoanatomical. So basically, the crux of the story is the better the integrity of the structure to begin with, generally, it will bounce back better comparatively to a similar injury or the same injury to the same structure. But if the other structure has a poorer structural integrity to begin with, you know, generally speaking, 
the one with better integrity to begin with will bounce back faster. And like that can go in, like we can expand on that a lot because basically, as we know, the, the body generally heals with scar tissue, right? So, and this is what I told my clients about each time you get injured, you don't bounce back to 100% tissue integrity as it was before. If you tell you, your um quad for example skeletal muscle you might get a who knows a 99.5 percent recovery rate on that tissue it's not you don't get replenished with new um myocytes you get actually scar tissue as a replacement for that muscle tissue so therefore if you look at the integrity of a scar tissue versus the actual original tissue whatever tissue it was um cartilage bone muscle tendon ligament whatever it may be the scar tissue has a usually a am I right here poorer capacity to for tensile loading, um, compressive loading than the original tissues. It I, I can't remember whether that's true, hundred percent true or not, but it does have a poorer vascular supply to the yeah. scar tissue versus the actual yeah. For example, skeletal muscle tissue. So if we look at not only the integrity of the tissue but the healing capacity of the tissue as well, looking at yeah, neurological vascular supplies and that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. And that's, that's the way I sort of roll. And, and that's why I'm so big on clients, you know, getting into regenerative medicine where they're going to look at trying to increase the body's ability to biologically heal itself more so than what it can naturally do for itself. And that's by taking platelets, you know, from taking platelets from anywhere in the body, usually the arm. And then, um, putting it back into the damaged structure to get an increased concentration of like healing resources into that area. Bang. Bang. (laughs) Podcast done. Listen, I'd like, I'll jump back in there. I think like, I mean, from a fundamental point of view, it makes sense, right? Children heal way better than adults. That's not like children actually bounce, right? Now, again, you've got, depending on the age, just an ossification site, like levels and all sorts of stuff. But they also have a lack of exposure long-term to potential damage. So it would make sense as a potent, as a, one of those factors that this is a thing, right? We look as we get older, we obviously get these changes. And we all laugh, you know, once you turn 30, you don't recover from a hangover like you used to, right? <laughs> you don't bounce back and roll in. You take three weeks off and tell everyone you're never drinking again. But <laughs> like, it's the same similar kind of process. And I remember a, like a mentor of mine used to discuss it around the idea that, you know, as we know, the body basically fully replaces all its cells on a continuous basis, right? Like Dan probably has a stat better than I do because it's more his vibe, but it's like every six months or so, you basically have semi-completely replaced yourself. I'm looking at you, Dan. I mean, I know red blood cells take 120 days. I'm not sure about yeah. the rest. I think there's... There's a level with like most things. Obviously, I think neuro may be one of the few ones, but yeah. if we understand yeah. the, the concept of that process, right? So yeah. basically what happens is your body takes the old cell and essentially like, it's like taking a photocopy of it, right? From a very simple point of view. It's like, it's, all right, I swear, I need another one of these, throw it on the photocopier. Old one gets, you know, reabsorbed, new one gets put through. Mm. But the problem yeah. happens, and this is the idea with aging, right? Is over time, you're constantly taking a photocopy of a photocopy, of a photocopy, of a photocopy. Anyone who's ever done that working in office back in the day, we said paper forms. You, know, you get that it's weird worse. blurring and grayness where mm. you can't, like it's not as high a quality. 
each time you might be losing a little bit of a percent, right? So conceptually, this is kind of the way I feel about with a lot of the damage is that over time, as we get like the copy of the copy of the copy, the quality of the tissue from a generalized functional ability and just the tissue, you know, structure itself has been downgraded and therefore its capacity to heal has been limited. Mm-hmm. And of course, this comes the full circle back to, well, how do we make sure we get the best copy? Yes. You take care of the photocopy, it's- right? Which is your body. <laughs> and you just so like, don't damage it. Structure dictates function back, basically. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Yes, sir. And like, it's, it's not a hard concept. Um, but I feel like, and like the thing about it is I feel like it cuts through so much of the weeds with all the crap that gets thrown around online, right? With like, as we were talking about before, with everyone being like, well, it's only, you know, you need to do pain science. You need to basically be a psychologist, physio, chiro, osteomyo. You don't touch people. And then you the other side where people are like, no, the hands only off. touch most people, right? Hands like, off approach. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like there's like, it's like this one side versus the other side where it's like, well, again, there's value in all camps. It's just like you're arguing about the wrong thing. It's the issue is probably not, you know, because injury in most cases is a random act, right? Yeah. I very rarely see injuries in the clinic from people maxing out. Now, I literally popped a rib in my upper back yesterday, coming out of the hole of a 200 kilo squat and high bar. And it'll be gone in 48 hours. It's annoying. Sweet. Those kind of injuries should happen. I don't see a lot of big injuries, people maxing out. I see a lot of big injuries, people putting their socks on or grabbing a beer out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that's a lot to do with one tissue capacity and also conscious awareness of the body than not having that ability to think about it. But most injury happens through a perfect storm over time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you had slept bad, fight with wife you then you know boss was an absolute dick all day went to the gym to rage it out pulled a bunch of volume next day i woke up with my socks out and i blew a disc right there was a whole load of things that happened over that time and it wasn't just the putting on of the sock mm-hmm. but what potentially prevents that injury right because everyone's arguing that our oh, structure doesn't mean you get more injured yet sweet that's fine but when that random injury happens oh. and random injuries will happen you're now at a potentially worse state and i think if we could just get over the egos and actually create that you know yes your more damage doesn't mean you're more likely to be injured but hard asterisks here probably is still important to try and make it better so that if you do get injured god forbid it's not as big a deal See the hand movements there? That was mad. You're just asking. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we're going to have to enjoy the YouTube one. You've, on said that that, you, you've said that more than once, haven't you? I'm like, well, I'm just like, I'm just going, I'm just going full. Are we allowed yeah. to say wog these days? Is that a thing you're allowed to say still? Is yeah. that a like, cultural slang that is still fine? No, we're sure. all going soft, mate. So you're probably going to offend someone. So that's right. Oh, yeah, listen. Uh, well, telling, well, like, well, where we guarantee we will <laughs> offend you. Um, uh, and we'll give zero shits. Well, but, you know, like. We'll offend the. the politically correct people out there there's a spectrum of those people if they're still on this podcast they they're on the wrong podcast yeah yeah it's probably fine right we need a weed out that's unfortunate (laughs) but (laughs) yeah i think if dan wants to jump in because he really hasn't had a go it's just nathan i've gone back and forth (laughs) at the moment but man this this is what i'm really passionate about but dan jump in or me. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I would echo what you guys have said so far. I think the biggest 
like principles, you know, from an osteo point of view, it's like body is a unit, structure and function interrelated, all the systems, all systems are interrelated, no system heals alone, no system gets injured alone, no system works alone. So, I mean, like from a structural point of view, it makes sense because really like your healing capacity is going to be determined by um, how well your circulatory system, your nervous system is functioning. So like looking at lymphatic system, nervous system, uh, cardiovascular system, because those you know systems are really going to be the, the drivers of adaptation or lack of adaptation. So, um, you know, having that more integrated approach, whether it's uh, what you were saying, Ben, about, you know, integrated medicine, or if it's like, you know, nutrition, sleep, stress, like all those factors, why they're so important, because, yeah, it's like common sense that someone who's 60, you know, generally speaking, won't recover as well as someone who's 20, um, all things equal. But it's also the reason why you get some people who are 50, 60, who, you know, seem not to age and they recover like machines. And some people are 20, 30 and, um, you know, recover quite poorly. It's like a lot of those external, um, external contributing factors like those things um, are going to play a massive role in our tissue healing capacity and recovery. Yeah, I think... And there's like, and there's so many variables at play, like an incredible amount of variables at play, like looking at people's different tissue types. We're looking at, you know, fucking the people's genetics, family histories, fucking injury histories and how many times they've injured the same structure, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but generally speaking, the worst structural integrity you have to begin with will usually mean the slower the recovery compared to, I guess, a, an injury prior to that. And it then sets you up to have a poorer integrity overall. So we're talking about, for example, cartilage damage, where you really get next to no healing and regeneration happening. Or you've got most people don't have vascular supply and most people are, we're all relying on more of the synovial sort of nutrients that we get to heal the articular surfaces of our bones and cartilage, for example. But once it's damaged, it's damaged. That's the whole reason why arthritis exists. It's like it's a, it's a degenerative change over time. It might be age-related degeneration, but there's a reason why, you know, your muscles recover well. There's a reason why, you know, your muscles will always forever recover better than your cartilage because you've got to look, as we said, at the other systems of the body, predominantly vascular and vascular system, really circulatory system. So that's the whole premise for... Uh, PRP that you're delivering sometimes you know platelets to an area that doesn't get platelets because of a, a natural anatomical setup or you're delivering more than what your body can provide to the area or you're delivering just more to make sure the injury just heals so much faster than what it did before so I think that it's ignorant to disregard structure yeah, and and patho and anatomy because you can't. And there's so many people who, uh, practitioners who go on about, um, you know how you know scans don't matter, MRIs don't matter. You know you're just putting fear into the client, this and that. I'm just like, no. Well, the client deserves to to have the information presented to them transparently. You're not, you know, some pessimist practitioner if you talk to the client transparently about what happens so what happens when you usually so for example with physio right if you can't work out what's going on or you're getting a sports doctor involved whatever it may be the doctor straight away goes for an mri straight away tells them structurally what's happening and then determines the appropriate solution after working out the structural integrity they're looking purely really at the structure and and obviously a few other things but i find that it's sort of 
amongst especially the physiotherapy community that it's almost demonized to have those conversations with your client or to be transparent with them about how bad the injury might be or anything like that obviously there's different ways you are to deliver information to someone and that comes with the communication style but at the end of the day the truth is the truth and i think being transparent is better than not so that's my opinion and I think this is where the complexity comes in from uh, in a range of different therapists. And this is why so many um, clients will have so many different reasons as to what sort of treatment looks. And then it comes back to the therapist in terms of how they observe. You know, not many therapists will look at it from a structural perspective, an anatomical perspective, a genetic perspective. Like there's so many layers of, of different approaches. And that's why I think being holistic is, is a really good open-minded way to look at a condition and to consult with other therapists. Like when I ever have an issue and I say I'm not 100% sure about it, I've got, you know, four or three health professionals with me to help, you know, break down, could it be this, could it be this, could it be that? You might come to the same answer. But as long as we're assessing it from a structural perspective, you know, a history perspective, there's so many different ways that you can treat a certain condition. So um, I think it's important you do have to go through all those, all those, all that functionality. So yeah, a lot of good clues as well. Like you know, if you can assess structure, it can give you a lot of um, a lot of clues around the function. So it's like the same way posture. Like we talked about, you know, postures uh, bastardize a lot. It's like looking at someone's posture can give you lots of clues around their patterns and around their potential issues. Doesn't You don't take it as gospel and say, because you've got this posture, you can't do this, this and this. It's just like, you're just using it uh, in the toolbox to assess and then give you some ideas around how they're functioning. So I think same as structure. It's like, you don't necessarily have to say you've got degeneration, you can't do this and this, and it's all negative Nancy. But if you look at it and go, you know, there's uh, you know, further, what's what I'm looking for, further like degradation of this area, then, you know, we can maybe assume that they're putting extra load through that area. Maybe that's an area we have to look at in terms of their movement. Like, why is there so much going through the elbow, the lumbar spine? Let's look at how they move. Let's look at their bracing. Let's look at their stability. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's still handy to start to then, like, put your thinking cap on and start to go a little bit deeper, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. 100%, man. Like, it, it, it's everything. It's... Sorry to go ahead, it's the it's a foundation, this shit, like the, the anatomy and the structural, like we're all looking, assessing, we're all assessing structural integrity and structural capacities and structural functions of certain tissues in the body. And if, if you're disregarding that and not even having that as your, one of your primary things you're looking at, it's like you miss the whole fucking point. Like the person's come into you with the damaged structure, you identify it and then you design the appropriate treatment interventions and then you put together appropriate rehabilitation solutions to the problem to make sure you're minimizing the injury risk of that shit ever happening again because of x amount of structure that structural integrity that already exists in the area yeah yeah agreed man but i think one of the most important things though to illustrate and this comes back to the start right the whole premise here is the idea that you know once we have structural change recovery may be obviously a bigger issue sweet but what was really what i do love about the research where it doesn't show any higher rates potentially of injury or let's say um pain should means that people can be confident in their bodies to push it right like if someone's more damaged and someone's not as damaged their injury rates are still the same so when i talk to people when we see these changes like sweet we know that area's had more stress and we know that we're going to need to do some work there, but we know that we don't have to be afraid 
to push your body hard because it's only going to do good things for it. So it's one of those like being aware, but also it's a really cool thing to be able to go, well, we can use research here to tell us that we can go after it. And then we can see how, you know, again, what we've seen as practitioners are on the other side to go, all right, but we need to make sure it's well looked after. And in your case, most people have come seen us because they've injured it. Your recovery may be slow. And we need to meet, like modify a few things and perhaps look at a more long-term solution for you. Yeah. And this is where and definitely I don't delve in this part of things, but we talked about nutritional health, uh, talked about, you know, Dan mentioned stress, stress management, stress hormone management, uh, looking at additional things like, you know, sleep and other recovery modalities, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, and that's where, where we get to use, as Mina said, other health professionals in our management of people, or whether we're using other health professionals to help arrive at a, uh, you know, the main problem that this person's having diagnostically, but and that's as I said, that's where it's a collaborative approach but um your primary focus is you know for you to work out what the problem is and then work out how to manage it properly and who to involve in the management of this issue and that's the beauty of scans you know don't be afraid to send someone off for an mri yeah. if someone you can't work out what the problem is and they've been to several several other health professionals before and they haven't had a scan yet it's not like oh no don't get a scan it's like all right, get an MRI on this, get an X-ray on this, an ultrasound on this, get some additional information to help you diagnose the issues. And then let's come back to the drawing board after that. It's all about gathering more and more information to make you make a better decision at the end of the day. 100%. All right. Done. Finished. Love it. Crushed all it. right. As <laughs> always, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Remember, screenshots, throw them up, tags in. We've seen a bit more lately, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. The HBI podcast Instagram is up and running. It will have more modifications soon, but it is moving. So exciting times are ahead. And please, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review so we can keep putting out the good stuff for you. Gents, until next time, have a great Bye-bye, time. Uh, Dan. Nina, ben, try not to go full Nadia Bartel in your lockdowns and otherwise have a good time. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you, lads. <laughs>